Before we begin, a word from our sponsors. The IBM Native American and Indigenous Diversity Leadership Council is proud to sponsor this Stroke of Genius episode. From hybrid cloud to AI, IBM is the backbone of some of the most critical systems that keep the world running. Their technologies and services help banks process credit card transactions, businesses run supply chains, telcos connect customers, healthcare providers improve patient care, and companies and cities tackle cyber threats. Technology has evolved tremendously over the years. From the telephones that assist us in nearly everything we do. Today, today Apple is going to reinvent the phone. To the self-driving cars that are becoming a reality. New vehicles that won't have anyone in the driver's seat are getting closer to production. Startups Waymo, Cruise, Too Simple, and Aurora are already testing driverless tech on some public roads across America. These innovations have shaped our daily lives and the possibilities that we envision for our futures. But they also have the capability to solve some of the biggest problems that our world is currently facing. Like climate change. Droughts around the world are getting more intense. In many parts of North America, water is the scarcest resource. Agriculture is responsible for a huge percentage of the world's water withdrawals. If we don't step in and make a change, Hundreds of thousands of people worldwide could be without water in the next few years. There are rows of leafy greens planted all the way up to the ceiling. It's a hydroponic setup, so the plants sit in trays with roots that grow down into water. Bowery purifies that water and carefully controls the nutrients for a better crop. They also recirculate the water so there's less waste. This crop is able to pick up exactly what it needs from a nutrient perspective and a water perspective, and we can monitor everything that's going on here. The whole system is automated, so trays of plants can be moved around on a robotic conveyor for harvesting. And every single element of the farm, from the light to the water levels to the temperature, all feeds back into the central Bowery operating system. So we're a hundred times plus more productive than a square foot of farmland and we're saving that 95% of the water at the same time. But most importantly, before we can make technology that saves the world, we need technology that is made to work equally well for everyone in the world. That starts with diversifying data sets, improving algorithms, and eliminating racial bias in technology. Google is just one of the companies working to do that, with the help of their product marketing manager, Florian Koningsberger. With input from communities of color, they're developing an alternative method to better represent darker skin tones in facial recognition software. The goal of this work is to make all of our camera and imagery products work as best as they can for people of color with a strong focus on people with darker skin tones. But the reality is a bunch of decisions go into making these tools. And historically, those decisions have not been made taking people of color into account. So what unites all of these innovations? None of them would be possible without the use of artificial intelligence. And neither will the next generation of ideas. You could say that AI is the future. From the Intellectual Property Owners Education Foundation, this is Stroke of Genius. AI is at the, the intersection of science, technology, and people. An intelligent computer is only as well-rounded as the people who teach it and the training data that it's exposed to. 
So if we have, you know, skewed input data or false logic or prejudices or implicit bias of programmers, these can all lead to AI that can reproduce or in some cases even amplify human biases. This is just one challenge facing inventors as they look to solve the problems of the future. My name is Tara Astigaraga. I'm a senior technical staff member and master inventor at IBM. So I, I think this is one of the areas that, that we definitely need to focus on. And, and there is good work that's starting in this space. So what are innovators working on now to move us into that future? IBM is just one of the companies driving innovation, having topped the US patent list for 28 consecutive years. The company's long-term commitment to fostering a culture of scientific discovery has led to inventions that most of us use every single day. Without IBM, we wouldn't have the magnetic strip on our credit cards that enable billions of seamless transactions per day. We wouldn't have ATMs as we know them or the barcodes we scan on every single item we purchase. Behind all of these inventions are people like Tara Astigaraga, and she's a big proponent of increasing diversity within the tech field because she knows firsthand how life-changing it can be. So I had a very untraditional start to my time at IBM. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was double majoring in Spanish linguistics and communication. And an accidental internship at IBM my senior year kind of changed my career path and made me pursue a career in engineering. Before that, I was thinking bilingual education teacher, social worker, I, I really wasn't sure. I found out about the internship at IBM through NASA. It's the Native American Student Affairs Group at the University of Arizona. And as soon as I had that internship opportunity, I, I quickly realized that I, I really liked engineering and that's something I wanted to pursue. And it kind of did a 360 at that point of where my career was going, what I was focused on, and where I saw myself in the future. And then after that, I went back and got my master's in computer information systems and have been focused solely on engineering since that point. She's now worked at IBM for 20 years. For the last 10 years, she's been a master inventor, a title that only 1% of IBMers hold. And what that means basically is I have a good amount of IP and patents that have contributed to IBM business. I think right now I have about 75 issued patents and my inventions are kind of all across the board, primarily in storage, networking, and cloud solutions. But they've been everywhere from fashion analytics to flash storage as well. So one of my first patents was end-of-life prediction of flash memory. But where it started from was a failed flash drive that had a very valuable presentation on it that I ended up having to wing. And so it went from, you know, why did this fail to, you know, what could I do about this in the future? I'm sure I'm not the only one that goes through this. And so we started doing research and realized there's a finite set of reads and writes. Every time you plug in and unplug the device or power cycle it, that also has an impact on how long the memory device will last. And so we started thinking there has to be a way to track these reads, writes, power on cycles, and be able to predict when a, a memory device would fail. So I mean, just as simple as adding green, yellow, red LED, and it gives you a visual way of understanding when your device is most likely um, to fail and, and when you should no longer rely on it for things like huge presentations that are coming up. 
So what does knowing if your flash drive will die mid-presentation have to do with preventing bias within artificial intelligence? On the surface, not much. But behind the scenes, there's an empathy that helped create that patentable invention. Tara understood that other people's experiences likely mirrored her own. And with that, she unlocked a crucial tool for identifying bias and solving problems hiding in plain sight. So when I'm looking to think of innovation or teach others how to innovate, some of the things that I always say are, you know, constantly listen for the problem statements. And when you hear things like something works this way, but I wish it would work like this, or, you know, it's 2021 and we still have to fill in the blank. Those type statements are kind of like a little trigger in your head of this is a potential area for innovation. I'm always trying to look at what are we building? Who will be using it? Why is it valuable? And through a lot of those type questions, the intersection of technology and people, I I think is where there's a lot of innovation that can happen. The origins of that focus on both technology and people stems directly from Tara's past experiences. It's this background that gives Tara perspective on what inventions will have the biggest impact in the coming decade and how she's focused on making sure those inventions are equitable for everyone. So IBM in general encourages its employees to to give back to the communities that we come from or just to give back in general. The indigenous population is very small, so it's a little over 1% in the U.S. And the percentage of folks working in the engineering field is even smaller. 0.3% of the engineering workforce is American Indian or, or Native American. And if you look at women, that's even smaller. It's, you know, 0.07. And there's huge diversity within that 1%. So it just compounds the importance and how hard it is to tackle some of these problems. So we definitely want more representation in this field. And that's why anything that I can do to give others opportunities that I have and show them that, you know, there are very viable career paths in this field and that we desperately need diversity. And and there's a, a big focus on that right now. In the next decade, Tara expects artificial intelligence to reshape everything from agricultural production to financial markets to medicine. We're starting to see AI in fraud detection, in personalized education, and even in some you know places like healthcare. So things like personalized treatments for individual patients based on their DNA, their body types, their specific symptoms. We have so much data that's out there on treatments and past case studies that we're just starting to have the ability to go through those and and tie those to recommendations that the AI can make in conjunction with healthcare providers. So I'm by no means saying, you know, you will be treated and care given by artificial intelligence in the future, but AI is getting very efficient at helping humans with task-based problems and reasoning. So this gets back to, you know, AI is at the the intersection of science, technology, and people. So how can we help people in different fields make informed decisions and give them all of the data needed to make the right decisions for the, the right tasks? In that sense, artificial intelligence shows incredible promise for helping consumers and providers alike. But people like Tara have a lot of work to do before we can rely on AI to help make human lives better, smarter, and more efficient. 
Similar to Google's mission to develop a better way to classify darker skin tones, Tara is working to identify how women and Native American communities have been disadvantaged by bias technology. There were social networking companies that were flagging Aboriginal names as not authentic. So names like Brown Eyes or Creeping Bear that to the algorithms looked inauthentic, but to the Aboriginal people, those were very authentic names. There were also large cloud companies that had to scrap an AI recruiting tool that showed a learned bias against women. And it was a company trying to do the right thing. Let's lessen bias by introducing you know, a recruitment tool. And what it ended up showing was that the AI itself had learned that women were less than ideal candidates simply because there weren't that many of them in the data set that it was introduced to. And so instead of taking that and saying, we need to try and get more women, it instead said women you know, aren't ideal candidates, start throwing out every resume that you can identify as a woman. So those type, you know, fundamental problems are things that we need to focus on. You know, how do we, A, detect those when the models are, are introducing bias? And B, you know, how do we systematically change those by having uh, more diverse programmers that are working in this field, more diverse data sets that we're using to train all of these essential models that we're going to be using across industries as we go forward. But you can't recruit a more diverse workforce without being directly involved in communities that aren't represented. You need to understand why certain groups aren't visible within an industry and then make it more accessible to them. I'm an enrolled member of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma and a first-generation college graduate. So I, I greatly understand the importance of mentorship. I'm a dedicated and passionate champion for Native Americans and women in STEM. And my, my favorite way to stay connected there is give back through ACES. Um, so ACES is the American Indian Science and Engineering Society. They're doing amazing work in K through 12 education, trying to introduce students to the possibilities in STEM, as well as college opportunities, partnering with future and potential candidates with different corporations, and finding ways to give back and keep everybody connected. So, for example, the Navajo Nation, they have a prep school called Navajo Prep, focusing on how to do STEM projects, how to bring those back into their communities. And the students there have had really good success uh, with taking their projects forward at a national level. The Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma is also doing some great work here. They're right now doing work in AI and drone development for operations and management of livestock. They realize that with the proximity that they have to different major hubs, as well as the availability of non-restricted airspace, it makes the nation an appealing place to do development related to unmanned aircraft. There's great partnership opportunities out there, but there's obstacles to overcome as well. Some of the communities don't have advanced education opportunities. So the, you know, the barrier to entry is, is a little bit steeper. I, I think there's also within the Native community, and again, this isn't speaking for the community as a whole, but there's often the want to go back to your community and, and give back to that community directly, which is amazing. And it's a great thing to do. But that also kind of leads to not seeing the, the numbers and the representation uh, across the different industries. That's, again, why we're trying to, to make sure that these opportunities are out there, that there's ways for them to you know, find their paths and, and find their way into STEM education, into the field, and then into to careers.
At first glance, these volunteer efforts may seem small-scale and individualized, but there is evidence that increasing the accessibility of STEM education can have major positive impacts on both tech platforms and entire communities of marginalized people. One example of a, a gap that was there that has you know, been closed because there were folks, for example, from the Cherokee Nation that were working in tech is within Google Maps, there wasn't anything that was mapping out tribal reservations. And a Google employee who happened to be of the Cherokee tribe decided to change that. By doing that, he was able to have tribal reservations be recognized on Google Maps and traded the same as other nations or other municipalities. And that was a big deal, specifically because it made it easier for packages to get delivered. It made it easier for Amazon service and postal delivery. There's a lot of things that get enabled when something as simple as, as Google Maps understands and, and recognizes your community. It's changes like this that highlight the major benefits of diversifying the workforce. The more people who feel empowered to invent, the more niche problems they can solve in communities all around the world. So just seeing the work that you can do, the impact that you can have, I, I think that my first patent file made me realize that there wasn't this impossible bar to, to innovation, that it is something that real people can do. And that all you have to do is train yourself, train your mind, and not be afraid to kind of research problems, dive in, and, and think of new ways to do things. There are many more obstacles in the world still waiting to be tackled. Worldwide vaccination against COVID-19, clean drinking water for all, illiteracy, and the achievement gap in education. These are all problems that artificial intelligence can help solve. By ushering in a new generation of women and minorities into tech, we stand a better chance of creating a world that is better, faster, and smarter for everyone. The IPO Education Foundation is collaborating with IBM on a free webinar to highlight Native American innovation. Learn more and sign up at ipoef.org forward slash behind the idea. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating or review and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.